0: Welcome to the East City Wesleyan Church podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and if you would like to learn more about East City Wesleyan Church, please go to ecw.org.nz for more information. Now, here's your podcast. Scripture is from John 11, 1 to 44. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus, now sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent a word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when the person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After this he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So he told them plainly, Lazarus, is dead and for your sake I am glad I was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him then Thomas also known as Didymus said the rest to the rest of the disciples let us also go that we may die with him on his arrival Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever believes by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn him. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Quite a story, isn't
1: it? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the scriptures, the message that we can hear loud and clear And help us to take uh, the very essence of your message for us today on this first Sunday of the month. Deeply into ourselves we pray. In Jesus' name. Well I wonder if there's ever been a time in your life when God didn't show up uh, in the manner and at the time that you were wanting. It's happened to me. And others have told me of their waiting, too. I've known people who prayed and prayed for God to um, save a special relationship. They prayed, they waited, uh, and the marriage faltered. I've known people who prayed and prayed for God to heal their loved ones. They waited, but the healing never came. I've known people who prayed and prayed for a job, or a promotion, or a financial need, or a, or an emotional issue. They prayed, they waited, but the answer, for the right answer, but it didn't arrive at what seemed to be the right time. How do you respond when that happens? Some people decide then and there to give up on Christianity. They say, in effect. If, if God won't give me what I want, how I want it, and when I want it, then I won't believe in him. I'm done. Most Christians don't do that. When it appears that God has kind of missed a deadline, they rather say in a kind of a sad, quiet voice, Well, okay, I guess, God, it wasn't your will. Uh, I guess you've got more important things to worry about. I shouldn't have asked you, and I probably don't deserve it. <laughs> I had one person tell me very frankly that they they actually shook their fist at God and said, "This is what you've done for me in the light of what all that I've supposedly done for you." <laughs> well, there have been times in my life when things didn't go exactly the way I wanted either when the answer i was seeking didn't come in the time frame or the style i was wanting it but i've learned something remarkable over many years of being a christian that even when god doesn't show up on time to suit my schedule he still shows up and i've learned that what happens next is so often better Often than I could have imagined. So on this first Sunday of the new year, our, our scripture reading is very much about a resurrection theme. The account of Lazarus. Thank you, John. It's a story in which God didn't quite show up as expected. So during his ministry on earth, uh, Jesus had three close friends whom he liked to visit from time to time. Three people that the Bible, you know, very interestingly says he loved dearly. Two sisters and a brother, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And while Jesus was traveling with his disciples, he received notice that Lazarus was sick. And when Jesus heard the news, he did something a little out of character. He did nothing. He waited and he simply said to his disciples, this sickness will not end in death and he stayed where he was for two more days. And when he and his disciples eventually arrived in Bethany, Lazarus had died. And even though Jesus had first said the sickness won't end in death, Lazarus was dead. And his sisters, of course, were distraught. So the Bible says, let's say this together. Thank you, Stephanie, for the practice of reading scripture on the screen. A good reminder, say it with me. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Something important happened in Martha's heart at that moment. She she sort of had her eyes uh, open. She went from thinking that Jesus had missed out on the situation to believing that Jesus was the master of the situation, that he was in control, that he knew what he was doing, and that everything was going to be okay. She didn't know what Jesus was about to do, but she knew Jesus, and she put her trust in him and maybe some of you here find yourself in Martha's shoes. You find yourself thinking, Jesus, where were you? If only you'd been here, you could have done something. You have the power to change the situation. I know you have the power, but where were you? If this is a question you've wanted to ask, Jesus' response to you and to me would very likely be the same words that he spoke to Martha. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then he would say to you and me, as he said to his dear friend, do you believe this? Do you believe this? What would our answer be? These two verses in John 11 point us to one great, powerful, life changing principle, the principle on which our resurrection faith is based. And that principle is that Jesus has power over death and life. He is more powerful than any problem you or I will face. There is no situation you can endure, no challenge you can experience that Jesus can't resolve to the glory of God. And in this scripture, there are truths that really help us uh, with our faith and our hope as we anticipate this, this new year. And the first truth, I think, is that the resurrection power of Jesus means there will still be death to overcome. Now, here's a a very simple and basic principle. You can't experience resurrection power without a death. Ever thought of that before? You can't experience resurrection power without a death. There's an idea, you know, that rests in the, in the back of many of our minds that says, if God is real, if Christianity is true, if Jesus really is all-powerful, then my life should be a perpetual picnic. Always blessed, everything going fine, if, and if it's not, then I guess that means I can't depend on God. The power of the resurrection doesn't mean that you get to coast through life without any turbulence whatsoever. (laughs) I think everyone here in the room knows that. In fact, I've got a copy of my late father's book, his aviation uh, um, autobiography, and what's it called? Turbulent years. And he describes the turbulence in in his own life in all sorts of ways. So you and I could write an account of the turbulence that we have encountered in our human journey. You can't experience the power of the resurrection until you've first experienced loss and even death. And I'm not just talking about when this natural life comes to an end, I'm talking about the many deaths that we endure in the course of our lives. The death of a relationship, the death of a dream, the death of a job, the death of a career, the death of good health. We're not immune to death. It's part of our human life in a a fallen world. We, We can't avoid it, but through the power of Christ, we can overcome it. So Jesus said, I am the resurrection, even before he went to Calvary. He is the resurrection and the life, but he still had a death to endure and a grave to conquer. You with me? So I want you to know that the the challenges that you face today and the challenges that are coming your way uh, this year do not diminish God's power. So don't make the mistake of thinking that just because Lazarus is dead, Jesus missed the opportunity to do something about it. In a very real sense, the various deaths that we endure are necessary in order for us to experience God's resurrection power. So there will always be deaths to overcome. Thank God we know the one who overcame death once and for all. And a second truth here out of the scripture. The resurrection power of Jesus means that even in the midst of death, God can create life. So Jesus said, He who believes in me will live even though he dies. So Lazarus had died a physical death, But Jesus was talking uh, about much more here than than the physical death. Yes, his words apply to eternal life in heaven, which is an amazing reassurance when we lose those we love. Yet if that was the only point Jesus needed to make, he could have left uh, Lazarus where he was. Jesus wanted to demonstrate that in this life, in the here and now, even in the midst of death, We can experience new life. And he showed us this power is more than the sweet by and by when he stood outside the grave and he shouted out, Lazarus, come forth. Doesn't matter how dead something appears to be, God can still make life out of it. It doesn't matter how much it stinks. God can still bring life into the situation. And you never know how it will be done. You know, I've known couples whose marriage was long dead without a what seemingly single spark of life remaining, but God was somehow able to bring that marriage back to life. And I've known people whose lives were controlled by addictions that tightly bound them, But God broke through and liberated them by the work of his Holy Spirit. Again and again, I've seen how God is able to breathe new life into a broken situation to remove the the pain of the past and give new hope and a brightness about the future. Just because your situation is dead today doesn't mean that it will be dead forever. Even though you die, you can live. And it doesn't matter how dead you may be, you can experience new life in God. And here's the third amazing truth. The resurrection power of Jesus means that overcoming life is yours for the asking. Yours for the asking. Jesus said, say it with me again. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. That's a powerful verse for you today, isn't it? And I've been um, meditating on these words for a while, asking myself, what what is Jesus saying? What, What does it mean today? And he is being a little poetic when he says, in effect, he who dies will live, and he who lives will never die. But he's not just saying a phrase to be clever. He's trying to teach us something. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Is he talking about physical death? Well, obviously not. Our bodies eventually die. Even Lazarus died again. Was Jesus talking about eternal life in heaven? Well, that's part of it, yes, but not all of it. (coughs) When Jesus said, he who lives and believes in me will never die, he was talking not about physical death, but he was talking about this life, this life, and its connection to eternal life. So just a few verses before the story began, Jesus said... I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Easy verse to remember, John 10.10. He said that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but he came so that his followers would have life and have it abundantly. So Jesus promised his, uh, his followers a victorious, overcoming life, not someday, but this day. 2nd of January. So Jesus doesn't ask you to wait until the roll is called up yonder before you can experience the fullness of his power in your life. You can experience it now in January 2022 and you can live every day in his resurrection power until that day you are called to your eternal home in heaven eternal life doesn't begin after you have taken your eternal, your last breath. It begins right now. This Holy Spirit power and blessing begins now. So you can face problems in this life, you can experience setbacks and you'll get knocked down from time to time and death will come at you from every direction and you will overcome because he who lives and believes in me, will never die. You can live out your life on this earth victoriously, and with a shout of triumph, you can go home to live with Jesus for all eternity. The Christian life is meant to be lived in this life today. Well, the wrap-up. After Jesus said to Martha, you know, I am the resurrection and the life, he then asked her a simple question. Do you believe this? Now, Martha didn't know what Jesus planned to do. And I'm sure she didn't imagine something quite so spectacular. But she could almost And before Jesus asked her if she believed, she spoke a a beautiful phrase that I think revealed the kind of the the attitude of her heart. Verse 22, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And then she answered uh, his question by saying, do you believe this? She said, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ the Son of God who is to come into the world. Now, at that moment, even in her grief, she not only put her faith in Jesus, she put her trust in him as well. And there's a subtle but very important difference. It's one thing to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, to believe it. It's another thing to trust him with the outcome of your situation. And when you put your situation fully in God's hands, I can guarantee you this, because scripture teaches us, his solution to your situation will be better than anything you can have imagined. If you're waiting on God and he seems to have missed that deadline, I want to remind you that it's not over. And maybe even your situation seems to be as dead as it can be, but it's not over. Soon he will be calling your name, come forth. Come out of the grave of sin and defeat and despair and hopelessness, and step into God's resurrection power. Where do you begin? You begin where Martha began. You say, yes, Lord, I believe. I believe who you say you are, and I trust you with all my future. And I ask you to fill my life with your resurrection power today and for all that will happen in the unknown future. Pray with me. God, thank you that we can identify with with Martha and that situation and help us to move from not just belief, but to a profound and life-changing trust in you. And we give to you this year of 2022, its entire unknowns. And we pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us and us to be close with you every day amid all the ups and downs and the turbulence that will come along. Help us always to know that we belong to you and that resurrection power is available day by day, day by day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.